Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Hey, as you know, we talk about it a lot. Not if, but when the world kicks your butt. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and kick your butt back up. And that's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast, to help you live your best kickin' life. So buckle up. Here we go. Hey, hey, kicking lifers out there. How are we doing today? Yes. Master Rich Grogan coming at you again with another exciting Kicking Life podcast. As always, folks, thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy day to tune in to us here. I promise, I promise, promise. I'm going to give you everything I've got, baby. I'm going to be transparent and give you what I got. Is that good? Is that fair? Yeah. So, hey, all our new folks out there listening for the first time, Thank you. Make sure you check out previous episodes and welcome aboard to the Kicking Life podcast. I'm all about empowering and inspiring, motivating you to be your absolute very, very best. So not if, but when life kicks your butt, as it's going to, I'm here to empower and inspire and motivate and kick your butt back up. So what do we got going on here? Well, I got to tell you, I'm in the St. Louis area and our St. Louis Blues are on the verge of making history. They've already made history in a couple categories. They've got their first Stanley Cup Finals win ever, got their first Stanley Cup Finals win at home ever, and now they're one game away from winning the Stanley Cup. Now, when this airs, we could be Stanley Cup champions because they're playing Sunday night. They're playing Sunday night at home, game six, with a chance to clinch and win the Stanley Cup. Now, our hockey fans out there, you know how excited I've been. If you're following me on social media, it's kicking life. Dot Master Grogan on Instagram, Kicking Life with Master Grogan on Facebook, <clears throat> and uh, Rich Grogan. I still got a few uh, friend spots left or whatever on that personal page, but uh, most of the stuff I do is on the Kicking Life page. So subscribe there, like the page, and uh, whatever you do on Instagram, you follow. Do that too. Got all kinds of exciting stuff going there, and then we're really starting to work on our YouTube channel as well, which is the same thing, Kicking Life Master Grogan. So check those pages out. But anyway. When this airs, like I said, we could be Stanley Cup champions, which would be fantastic. And if not, then we'll move on to Game 7 and we'll clinch this thing in Boston. So those that aren't hockey fans, you're probably saying, well, is this whole episode about hockey? It's going to be about perseverance of our St. Louis Blues, but I'm going to tie it in to how it can be perseverance for you in anything you do in your life with your kids. And kind of our whole thing, you know, in our Martial Arts Academy, and those, once again, tuning in for the first time, we own Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts here in Edwardsville, Illinois. Fantastic. If you're in the area, stop in. Our whole thing, life skills, character development, bullyproof, and self-defense, which is built upon self-confidence. All the, how does that wrap into perseverance? Well, I'm going to tell you. Because perseverance happens to be our last black belt principle. Our black belt principles are humility, courtesy, bravery, honor, integrity, discipline, respect, and kind of the core foundational piece is perseverance. I kind of put those together. Humility is number one, kind of the front bookend, if you will. And perseverance is the final bookend. Or if you're standing up on its side there, humility is at the top because you have to be humble in order to accomplish anything else. Meaning, I wrote an article not too long ago called Humility versus Ego. And one or the other wins. You know, you can't have a, a high ego and be humble. In other words, let's see. You can split them a little bit, I guess. But if ego is running your life, and I think ego stands for edging God out, there you go, means I don't need any help. 
you're not going to have the best life. You're not going to live your best kick in life because you're not willing to learn. But if you're humble, man, but hum humility does not mean weak in any way, shape, or form. Admitting that you don't know something, it's all about, look, help me learn what I don't know. So anyway, that's a whole other podcast, and I'm sure I've talked about it on countless other podcasts, but think about that for a second. Humility, all about learning, keeping an open mind, open perspective on things. That's the top. And then the bottom that holds everything up is what we're going to talk about today, baby, perseverance. And perseverance is battling through, overcoming challenges, not just laying there. Because not if, as I said earlier, but when, when, when life kicks your butt as it's going to. I had a talk uh, earlier this week at the Edwardsville, what was it? The Edwardsville Police Academy uh, for their youth academy coming up. Kind of kids that are taking this two-week, almost like a little boot camp for the Edwardsville Police Department they put on for the teenagers. It's fantastic, by the way. Holy cow. If you have one of these in your area, you should definitely check into it. It's a great thing. And some of the kids have aspirations to be police officers. Others are just wanting challenged and pushed outside their comfort zone. And parents are also a way to get the kids off the couch over the summer and off the video games and bang outside and living it up for two weeks. And it's hard work. They start like at seven in the morning and go till four in the afternoon, but incredible. And I'll talk about that speech in just a minute, but it all ties in to perseverance and that perseverance. Once again, not if, but when life kicks your butt, it's going to knock you down. You got two choices. You lay there and cry about it and hope somebody else picks you up or you persevere and pick yourself back up. Now, it doesn't mean we don't need help from friends. We do. And that's all part of the humility at the top, right? Being humble enough to understand and accept the fact that we only know what we know. And the only way to learn things that we don't know is kind of to count on and rely on others. But make sure we're relying and counting on the right people. But a lot of times with perseverance, you've got to get yourself back up. And the more you keep lifting yourself back up, the more you're going to attract the right type of people who are going to come into your life. And I kind of share that. Uh, I was at well, this was uh, last weekend, or two weekends ago now, at uh, the Zig Ziglar Speakers Conference on uh, essential speaker skills. Fantastic, as always. Everything I've done with the Ziglar family is fantastic. So a special shout-out to Tom Ziglar, Julie, and Cindy, and Lori Majors. Fantastic folks. And still doing a great job of carrying the legacy on for their dad, Zig Ziglar, who, uh, my goodness, I, there's, there's just so many things to say about that. I would wrap up a whole podcast, and I have two or three different podcasts talking just about that because that's what really kind of got the ball rolling. But as I mentioned about picking yourself back up off the deck, by doing those things, you're going to start attracting the right people in your life because they're going to see somebody who's a fighter or a battler, somebody that's not giving up, somebody that's not whining, somebody's not complaining, somebody's not having that entitlement mindset. Yeah. And new listeners, I'm against that. So if that turns you off, I'm sorry but this may not be the right podcast for you. Those that want the inspiration, the right hook of reality, the attitude of gratitude, the attitude of success, the attitude of being your best, you found the right place, baby. And make sure you share this with others so collectively we can work together and kind of our mission, making society, not trying, but making society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live by helping parents, empowering kids to be bullyproof, to stand up for others, to respect themselves, to respect others, to live their best kick in life. Woo! Man, every time I say that, I always get pumped up. All right. So before I get too far off track here, I better circle back around to our St. Louis Blues and the perseverance I'm talking about there. So some of you know this, and some of you don't. 
that follow hockey and follow our blues here in St. Louis. And I know we're worldwide, baby, which I'm so grateful for. So we've got people in foreign countries listening to this, which is outstanding. Thank you so very much. But on January 3rd, I give it a big butt there, right? January 3rd, 2019, our St. Louis Blues were in dead last place in the NHL. They were the bottom. I mean the bottom, 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 bottom. January 3rd. Well, they can lay there and wallow in self-pity. They can lay there on the deck. They can wear the worst. A lot of fans gave up on them. A lot of fans questioned them. Me personally, I was like, man, what the heck's wrong with our team? Seems like we got the talent, but what the heck is going on? Well, they made a coaching change. They slowly but surely started climbing their tails out of the cellar. A win here, two wins, three wins. And, of course, you get a couple wins together. It's called a winning streak, right? And that starts building momentum. And momentum's like kind of based on the law of inertia. Once an item's in motion, it tends to what? Stay in motion. Once an item's at rest, it tends to what? Stay at rest. Yeah. That's Sir Isaac Newton's uh, first law, the law of inertia. Anyway, there you go <laughs> for our scientists out there. Threw one at you. Slowly but surely, that momentum started picking up. They started believing in themselves. They started believing in one another. And it's amazing when you start getting those small little wins, what that does to you. Now, not only as a hockey team, but, well, baseball, football, even golf, it's an individual sport, anything like that, you start having some success, you're going to start believing more and more in yourself. Well, the same thing can be applied to you in anything you do. Maybe you're having trouble with your teenagers right now. Maybe you're having trouble connecting with them. Maybe you're having trouble just talking to them. Or, and I, I've got two teenagers. I've got a 19-year-old and a 16-year-old. They're great. They're wonderful. But they're teenagers. And I try and reflect back when I was a teenager, and my goodness, that's kind of that law of karma, right? <laughs> or, or the mama curse. The mama curse says, when you grow up, you're going to have a kid that acts just like you. And, of course, when you're a teenager, you're like, yeah, whatever. Now you're older, you're like, oh, mom, why'd you put that curse on me? Take this voodoo off. <laughs> I'm being goofy, of course. But those with teenagers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those with preteens, get ready, baby. Doesn't mean they're bad kids. They're wonderful kids, especially if you've done your, your, your job in the background there, of kind of building and nurturing and cultivating them like you do a garden, helping them be their very best. But when they become teenagers, some I don't know, switched clicks in their brain there, and they act just like we did when we were teenagers. Well, at least I hope not as bad as, as I was as a teenager. And it's not that I was bad, but I pushed the boundaries quite a bit. Anyway, slow little wins, slow little successes. So maybe you'd start talking to your teenager a little bit more. Maybe you start dedicating a little more time with them, less time on social media, less time. And there's another podcast I'm going to talk about uh, coming up. Uh, I've got it slated for, I don't know, it's later down the road. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But it's about the amount of time, what you spend time doing. Do you spend time you know, critiquing, criticizing, and judging others? Or do you spend time looking in the mirror at yourself? Do you spend time looking at your family? Spend time trying to help kind of what's at home, helping that grow as opposed to criticizing everybody else. And we're all guilty to a certain degree of doing that. But if we can focus on it, think about it, there's a good chance we're going to catch ourselves and not spend as much time doing that. Anyway. Little wins, maybe at work, you, you, you've got a project, you're working on it, you get a little win, just a little one, then another one, then another one. Well, what happens is you start feeling better about yourself, right? Your self-confidence starts going up. Yeah, I'm doing all right here. And then another one. And then, of course, what's inevitably going to happen, you're going to have a loss or a setback. But the goal is 
that you've built your, and think of this, how about this analogy? For any of our gamblers out there, even if you're not a gambler, just think of this as chips. We'll call them confidence chips. Every time you have a win, every time you have a victory, you get, the payout comes your way. You add to your confidence chips. And I maybe had one. Now you got two, and now four, and then eight, and then 10, 12, whatever. You keep doubling them. Boom, 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 boom. Now you got a whole stack of confidence chips. Well, sooner or later, you're going to have a loss. But the deal is, maybe you've built your confidence chips up to, we'll just say 20. And you have a loss of four. Well, they take four away, and of course, we hate to lose. But man, you've built that baby from nothing up to 20. You still got 16 left. And maybe you have another loss. Maybe it drops all the way down to 10. Ah, half my confidence chips are gone. Now, of course, it's a crazy analogy, but I think we can picture that. I want you to see that in your mind. But you still got 10. You started with nothing. So you're not, quite, you're not down to where you started from. And then you start building back up. You hit a little plateau. You fell, but you didn't fall all the way back down. You carry that momentum swing. You're going to have losses. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have failures. That is life. I talked to somebody recently, and they <laughs> some of the questions that get asked, and then I think back and I was like, you know what? I probably would have or probably did ask those same questions. Now, I look at it differently now. And, and not that I, well, I am different than I was in the past. And here's the thing. If you're not growing, you're dying. That, that, that's just all there is to it. Because every day you got one less day on this planet. So you're either getting better, getting closer to reaching your goals, or you're just wasting another day and getting closer to, to the end. I know that's a morbid way of looking at it. Some of our friends might be saying, hey, kicking life guy, what, what the heck? That's just the reality. Like I said, I'm going to be transparent. I'm never going to lie to you. Never, ever. Never. Because that doesn't do any good. I got, I got what I call my right hook of reality. And it's a hashtag I bought, so please feel free to use it. <laughs> I bought the domain name, right hook of reality. And that right hook of reality is the bang, the honest truth. And that's followed up with a left, left uppercut of, uh, of truth. That's what it is. Right hook of reality, left uppercut of truth. Boom, bang. There you go. Or fighting terms. But back to our successes, little bitty successes turn into big things. An example I like to give on that, and this is perseverance, kind of in a, in, hear me out here, a little bit of a, I don't want to say negative light, but just not, <laughs> not the best light you like to think about here, but hear me out. Hurricanes and tornadoes and floods and fires, they get the media attention. Because they do massive, massive, massive damage. But it's kind of all at once. Boom. But the perseverance of a termite, little bitty bites, little bitty bites, little bitty bites. Over and over and over and over and over again. Termites do far more damage than hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, fires combined. But it's not epic news because it's small little steps. So like I said, we we don't want to think I have termites because that's a, that's scary, man. I think of like, oh gosh, dang, termites eat my house down. Ah, but you can see the analogy, you can see it. But that's what it takes: those little bitty daily bites, those little bitty daily steps, those little bitty daily choices and decisions that we make. Should I drive through the drive-through because it's easier? Well, I'm tired, had a rough day. Uh, just the kids haven't eaten yet. I've done it, folks. We've all done it. So we, you know what, it ain't going to matter one time. I'll just do it. One time isn't going to matter. But if you get in a pattern, a habit of doing that, you're going to keep doing it. You're going to keep doing it. You're going to keep doing it. Those little termites are eating away. You know, one, what was it? Uh, one, I'm just going to 
say McDonald's, but one McDonald's cheeseburger isn't going to kill you. One McDonald's cheeseburger, fries, and a Coke every day for a week, a month, two months. That starts to add up, doesn't it? Well, the same thing. Maybe if you're at a restaurant, instead of ordering soda, order a water. Put, get a lemon or a lime in there. Well, it's not going to matter. What well, is? Just think if you eat out, I would just say three days a week. That's 12 times a month. 12 waters versus 12 sodas. And, of course, you don't just drink one soda. <laughs> no, you get three or four or whatever during your meal. Well, think about that. Boy, that really adds up. Now I'm starting to think about three or four per meal. And those mathematicians at home, you can do that. We'll just go with a week. <laughs> say three days a week and four of them. That's 12. 12 times four. Let's see if my 48. That's almost 50. 50 sodas just eating out. And the same thing with... You know, if you grab a soda from a gas station or a quick trip or wherever uh, every day. It's those little bitty things that we don't think about. So back to perseverance. How is that perseverance? Because it takes, it's a battle to change a behavior. It's a battle to change a habit. And Tom Ziegler always says it's a, a, it's a core foundation of his amazing, and I'm saying amazing book, Choose to Win. So check that baby out. Choose to Win by Tom Ziegler. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's a follow-up to his dad's book. His dad's book, Zig Ziglar's book, was Born to Win, and now Tom has followed it up with Choose to Win. And essentially, it's a progression, meaning Zig said, you're born to win. You're endowed with the seeds of greatness. You were born with a unique gift that nobody else possesses, something that makes you you. That's your gift. You're born with that. Okay, so we're born with it. What the heck do we do with it? And that's where Tom followed it up with choose to win, make the choices to win, the little daily choices, the little daily decisions day in and day out. Those are the choices. And how do you choose to win? How do you win? And somebody had asked him at a conference once, hey, Tom, what's the quickest way to success? And here's his response, and it's in the book, Choose to Win. His response was, turn bad habits into good habits. Mic drop, boom. Now, is it as easy as that? Did you like that act like I dropped the mic and then hit my leg so it sounded like it hit the floor? There you go. That's the sound effects you get here, folks. Only here on the Kickin' Life podcast. <laughs> when my kids listen to the show, they think dad's a total nut. <laughs> oh, I laugh at my own jokes. You have to. My kids don't laugh at my jokes anymore. Uh, other dads out there, you, you, you're with me? You say something that's completely insane, but you laugh because it's funny? Yeah. Uh, that was something I picked up over the weekend too, is if you can laugh at, uh, uh, what is it? A person who can laugh at their own jokes will always be entertained. <laughs> I'll say it again, for, especially for our dads out there who can connect with me. A person who can laugh at their own jokes will always be entertained. Boom. There's another mic drop for you. So anyway, back to perseverance and back to choose to win. Choose to win with, with Tom is change bad habits to good habits. Easier said than done. Yes. Those that listen to the show all the time, you know how I feel about that. Everything, everything, I'm going to say it again, everything is easier said than done. Name one thing, I challenge you, name one thing that's not easier said than done. So now, you're born to win, choose to win, and kind of my right hook of reality is this, baby. What are you going to do about it? Yo, you, what are you going to do about it? That's my Rocky, by the way. What are you going to do about it? (laughs) What are you going to do about it? You're going to make the choice. You're going to persevere. You're going to do those little bitty daily disciplines day in and day out. Like something I started. Um, well, I don't even know when the heck I started, but I've got my whiteboard at the academy with my goals on it, and I've got uh, my yearly goals. 
I've got two months out, so I've got the July goals, the June goals, then I break it down at the bottom, the weekly goals, and then the daily goals. And something I'm trying, I've been doing goal setting for years, but I haven't found a great formula that works for me. This one seems to be working. And now why it's working, one, <laughs> I borrowed ideas from uh, the, the Ziegler uh, Performance Planner from the conferences I've been to and just taking in a lot of data input. And there's no perfect recipe that, that's going to, I guess, one, one size fits all. You'll have to kind of cater it to you and your needs. But what I found is the daily discipline of every day I go to the academy, looking at my goals, and then physically writing them on the whiteboard. It's something about, you know, the old tap the pencil when pen hits paper or when, I don't know, marker hits whiteboard. <laughs> something powerful happens. Write those things down. But it's 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups every day. Now, just get in the floor and knock out 50 or 100 at one time? Yeah, knock them out if you can. But what I've tried to do is work them in to make sure I get up from the computer and move around a little bit. So I'm trying to do it five, and then uh, well, we're going to go through June with five, and then probably bump it up in July to 10, and that would be 200 push-ups and 200 sit-ups a day, and just do 20 at a time. So I'll just flop in the floor, knock out 20 push-ups, knock out 20 sit-ups. Now you might be saying, well, that's man, I can't do five push-ups or five sit-ups. Well, that's all right. Start off with one. You might be saying, well, one. What? What good's that going to do? Well, let's go back to the termite example. One termite <laughs> every single day, and then he adds another one, and then another one, and then another one. So that's what I would recommend. Get up, walk around. And there's a, the Ziegler family has a thing from Zig. He calls it the BAM. B-A-M. I'm sorry, B-A-A-M. <laughs> Block and A mailbox. And that's his whole formula for how he lost all the weight he wanted to lose, Zig did. It was when he first decided he needed to get in, in shape, needed to lose some weight. He said he went out and bought all the gear, the fancy running shoes, as he, he said, or sneakers, as he called it. And he got some sweatpants. He got his running gear. He was looking good. And he went out to go jogging. He only made it to, the, to, the, to a block. At the end of the block, he's like, oh. And he had to come on dragging his tail back home. But got up and did it the next day. And the next day, he went a block and a mailbox and then drug his tail back home. The day after that, a block and a mailbox and another mailbox. Drug his butt back home. And the next one, a block and a mailbox and a mailbox and a mailbox. And before you know it, slowly but surely, he was going around the neighborhood, he said. Before you knew it, he was doing a mile and then two miles. But it all started off with baby progression steps. So I'm challenging you to continue with that perseverance. One leads to two. Leads to three, leads to four. You know how to count. But it's those small little baby steps. So start off with one and do that for a week. Try and do that five times. Be five push-ups and five sit-ups a day. No, it's not a whole lot. But a little bit of something is a better than a whole lot of nothing. You like that? Yeah, one of my mentors, uh, Hanshi Kovar, I got that from him. And I think he got that from his dad, who, by the way, is a World War II vet. So. Um, it's, it, this is going to be passed by now, but we had the 75th anniversary of D-Day. Man, oh man, you just think about those soldiers. Think about those kids. And think about our soldiers and kids today, 18 years old. And what were they doing? Storming the beaches of Normandy. Ooh, that's perseverance there. Because I mean, we were against unfathomable odds. There is no way that we should have conquered and, and defeated uh, tyranny and the Nazis. But we did. 
That's perseverance, right? I mean, at the, <laughs> the blues in their story, which I'll get back to in just a second, pales, fails, pales, uh, fails, we'll just say, in comparison to obviously what the perseverance of the Allied troops and what they did. Oh, my gosh. Well, there's a story of perseverance for you. Think about that. You know, moving along just a little at a time, little at a time when you got these machine guns and uh, cannon fire and everything else just bombarding you. Golly, that doesn't make you think, won't it? Yeah, it will. So back to the push-ups and sit-ups. You do that for a week, two weeks, whatever the case may be, but you continue to persevere, continue to be consistent about it, continue to form the good habit from the bad habit. And what's the bad habit of not doing push-ups and sit-ups? You're not doing push-ups and sit-ups. <laughs> you're not doing anything. What's the bad habit of not running a block in a mailbox? The bad habit is that you're not doing anything. Yeah, you're not running a block in a mailbox, but little bitty steps. And think about what I mentioned about the termites, little bitty bites at a time. Think about the, the, the soldiers on Normandy Beach beaches, little bitty movements at a time. Great, great victories. So circle back around. And my goal, obviously, is you can put this in any area or any aspect of your life, the perseverance aspect, the little bitty steps aspect, the little bitty uh, one Leads to two, leads to three, leads to four. So what happened with our blues? As we circle back around here, 20-something minutes later. <laughs> uh, squirrel, anybody with me on that? There we go. So our blues slowly but surely start climbing out of the cellar. And here's the story about Gloria. Those uh, blues fans are now, if maybe you weren't even blues fans, but the media attention and everything else is being drawn with the Stanley Cup Finals against the Boston Bruins. The blues have got a victory song, and it's called Gloria. That Laura Branigan song, another shout out for it, which was like 1982. I think I was like seventh or eighth grade when this thing came out. And uh, I mean, it was an okay song at the time, but when I started hearing it play Gloria at the end of the Blues games, like, what the heck? Is that that song from the 80s? And yeah, it was. Well, the story is the Blues on a losing streak stumble into, or well, they didn't stumble, they flew into Philadelphia, and then a few of the Blues stumble into the sports bar. And this song, Gloria's playing. Well, they start dancing around and having a good time with it. And they hear the story of this sports bar. And I forget exactly what sport was uh, involved. It may have been soccer or, or I don't even know what the sport was. But this team had been losing. And uh, they adopted Gloria as their song when they won. And they ended up winning a national title or something. So they got a trophy sitting there. Well, the Blues thought, well, what the heck? You know, we're dead last. We're losing. Our team morale is down. Our spirit is down. You know, our drive, we're just kind of like, ugh. And we've all been there. When we're on a losing streak in life, when we're not feeling too good, when our kids are not behaving the way we want, maybe our boss is being a jerk, maybe our life just feels like we're out of spiraling out of control. Just like, oh, I can't get a win here, man. We've all felt like that. You know, sports are really no different in life in a lot of aspects. You're, when you're losing, you're losing, baby. And it doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete. Doesn't matter if you're, well, hopefully doctors aren't losing too much, especially if they're operating. But I was going to use that as an example. <laughs> but uh, maybe I'll skip the doctor one. We don't want doctors going on a losing streak. That, 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 that wouldn't be very good. But uh, any profession, we don't want to go on a losing streak. But you know how it is when you're not having success, you start feeling down. So sometimes you start grabbing for straws. Oftentimes, when you grab for straws and you're feeling down, you grab the wrong ones. Yeah, you grab the straw 
that it's actually a weight that pulls and sinks you further down. Not good. And then you wallow in more self-pity. But once you've hit that ground, once you've hit the, the foundation, or once you've been knocked to the ground, that's when the perseverance kicks up to, to battle through. But anyway, they, they hear this song, they're dancing around, and uh, uh, they adopt it as their, their victory song. Well, the next day, they play the Philadelphia Flyers, and they go in and just, I mean, they stomp the Flyers, which are a good hockey club. They beat them. So they play that song, Gloria, in the locker room. Before you know it, that was the catalyst, the spark that kind of started something. So they're dancing around, and, and here's the thing. All professional athletes, I mean, you've got some jerks as professional athletes. You do, and they unfortunately get too much of the media spotlight. But a lot of them are just kids that are gifted. Yeah, they're gifted with an athletic talent, but they got to work just as hard as anybody else to get to the top of their profession. Hockey players, I know from being a hockey player, um, I started playing hockey in 1974. First Blues game I ever saw was uh, that I can remember was 75, and then I went to a game in 76. So I've been a Blues fan, been a hockey player for, oh my gosh, 45 years now. Woohoo! So I'm, I'm pumped about this cup thing. And obviously, they've never been to the Stanley Cup Finals as long as I've been alive. The last time they went was 1970, the year I was born. <laughs> I wasn't born until July, so even obviously the first year I wouldn't have known it. But hockey fan for a long time. But what I'm getting at, what I'm getting at is you, 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 you start one little step to another. So anyway, they go into Philadelphia, they, they kick the Flyers' butt, which is great, and they adopt this song. Before you know it, and I was bringing up professional athletes are just kids. They're, they're, and a lot of them, especially if you're, you know, uh, I'm closing in on 50 here, and we've got other friends that, uh, you know, obviously anybody can listen to the podcast. So whatever age you are, if you're a young kid, if you're a teenager, you think guys in their 20s are, are old. And of course, if you're in your 30s and 40s, you know, 20-year-old professional athletes are young, they're kids. So anyway, they're still kids. So they start dancing around to the song Gloria. Before you know it, they won another game. Then they've won another game. And they had their rookie goalie, Jordan Bennington, start. Uh, he started in Philadelphia and got a win. And before you knew it, this thing was spiraling out of control. They're climbing out of the cellar. You know, now we're getting later in the season. There's a chance of them making the playoffs. Now they went beyond a chance of making the playoffs. There's a chance that they're going to win the, um, uh, the Central Division. Moving, moving, moving. And then they're in the playoffs. And their first opponent was the Winnipeg Jets. Now, on paper, the Jets, I mean, they were a better team. And to be honest with you, they had a lot of speed. They had a lot of size. They had great goaltending. And of course, we had, we had great goaltending, but we got a rookie. A rookie goalie going into the playoffs. That has never fared well, ever, with all the pressure. Anyway, we get in there. Now, here's, here's the big part of it. You ready for this? Going into the playoffs, the Blues are riding high. They're feeling good. Now, they've had their share of losses along the way there, but they've crept out of the cellar. They were the only team ever in the NHL history to go from dead last on January 3rd to ever making the playoffs. Well, now they're in the playoffs. Before you know it, Winnipeg's gone. They eliminated them. Then comes, who was after Winnipeg? Dallas, the Dallas Stars, which I personally think Winnipeg was a better team than Dallas, but Dallas gave us a bigger, better fight. I mean, they really did. But in the double overtime of game seven, Pat Maroon, a St. Louis guy, St. Louis native, man. He grew up in St. Louis playing St. Louis hockey, scored a double overtime goal against Ben Bishop, 
who was also a St. Louis guy, grew up in the St. Louis area playing St. Louis hockey as the goalie. So now they're moving on to the Western Conference Finals against the San Jose Sharks. Three years ago, we were in the Western Conference Finals against San Jose Sharks, and the Sharks whooped us. Not this year. Here's my whole point of this whole podcast right here, right now. This is where the perseverance and the battle to not give up, even when you're knocked down, even when you're knocked down, to pick yourself back up and dust yourself off, so to speak, and say, no, I'm coming back tomorrow better. We're going to have days, folks, that knock us down. Dust it off. It's a loss. But tomorrow's going to be better. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. Easier said than done. Yes, it is. Hard to do. Yes, it is. But the reward is, is priceless. So here we are. Series is tied one game apiece. We're in St. Louis. Goes to overtime. Should have never got to overtime. The Blues had an opportunity to close the game out, but they didn't. But it goes to overtime. San Jose's driving the zone. They get in the zone here. Puck's deflected up. San Jose Sharks player hand passes the puck over to another. His guy stick. They score in overtime. Now, for those that aren't hockey fans, here's the thing about a hand pass. You cannot direct the puck with your hand. You, can't, you can catch it, but you have to put it down. But you can't throw it and you can't direct it with your hand over to another player in the offensive zone, especially not around the goal. What happened was the guy was knocked down, and as he's moving, he just swatted with his hand, and the puck came over, and they scored in overtime. Now, the play should have been blown dead. There's four officials out there. They should have seen it. There's instant replay now, but apparently the instant replay rules are they can't, even though they can decide if a goal has been scored or not, the instant replay can't go back and reverse the decision on a non-hand pass call, which is crazy to me. But anyway, it was, I mean, you, everybody saw it. The play should have been blown, down, blown dead. They should have had a face-off outside the zone, but instead the Sharks score. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a circus after that. I mean, people are ticked. It's going on. Matter of fact, the NHL took a proactive step, and they uh, suspended those four officials that were on the ice. you got two referees and two linesmen. They suspended them for the rest of the playoffs. They were out. That's how bad it was. And to be honest, officiating the NHL ugh, is not the best. I mean, it's a fast, fast game. It's hard to officiate. But it's not always the best. Anyway, that's how bad it was. Now, here's the point. The Blues, and they were ticked about it. They were all mad. They are all frustrated. They are all, we lost the game because this should have been blown dead. And that's right, rightly so. And the reporters all jumped on it. You know, the reporters are looking for any kind of story. That, I mean, that's their job, right? They don't look for a story, but they always look for the negative. Well, Baruby, the Blues head coach, says, hey, it's in the past. We can't do anything about that. We're not going to let it sink us. Let's use that as fuel, as motivation to say, you know what? Looks like we're not only fighting the San Jose Sharks, we're fighting the officials too. Our, our backs are backed in the corner here. We've been knocked down. What are we going to do about it? We're going to lay there and cry, self-pity, make excuses? No. It's done. It's over. Let's look forward to game four. Let's get our head back on straight and let's play a hockey game. And that's what they did. That is what they did. They put it in the past. They put it behind them. They came out supercharged. They won game four. They went on to win the series against the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, moving forward. Tied the series at two games apiece. Ended up winning the series four games to two. Moving on to the Stanley Cup Finals against the Boston Bruins. 
you're going to have something, and you may be going through it right now, that has kicked your butt, has knocked you down. It's unfair. It's unjust. It's wrong. But it happened. We've all been through it. It's in the past now, man. Move on. Think of the perseverance of the Blues. If you're not a Blues fan, maybe you will be. <laughs> and it's easier said than done. It's easy for me to stand uh, behind a microphone here. And by the way, I always stand doing my podcast because I'm so emotional. The producers see me through the window and think, man, that guy. <laughs> but I give you my heart, passion, and soul, baby. Everything I've got because your time's valuable. I don't want to waste your time just being monotone. No, you're not going to subscribe to the show. You're not going to give me five stars. Which, by the way, if you haven't, please do so. <laughs> we love those reviews. And the reason for that is, well, one, makes me feel good. Know that, I'm, uh, that people are enjoying the message we're presenting. But most importantly, the more five stars we get, the more others are going to start picking this podcast up. And the more others start picking this podcast up, this message is going out to more folks, to more people. And more people are going to be empowered. More people are going to, hey, life isn't that bad. They're going to learn these lessons. And it's going to make society a better place to live, which is going to impact and benefit all of us. Yeah, that's why you got to share it. That's why you got to subscribe. That's why you got to get the five stars. You like the way I spun that? <laughs> if you're in sales, whatever you're doing, there you go. There's a tip for you. <laughs> how you get the reviews you want and uh, how to empower people. And it's not like you're being manipulative. That's an easy word for me to say. No, that's dishonest. I'm being transparent, man. I'm being 100% with you. I feel good about what I'm presenting to you. He said, well, you, you feel good? Well, yeah, if I didn't feel good about it, I wouldn't waste your time with it, right? Okay, I'm getting off track here. I don't want to do that. Squirrel, there's no squirrels in the recording studio, but <laughs> there's squirrels in my mind that are running all over the place. Once again, laugh at yourself. You'll be entertained all the time. So I'm entertained all the time. My kids think I'm nuts, but that, that's a good thing, especially when their friends are over. That's the best thing. That's like sweet revenge, parents. Yeah. Embarrassed. Well, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Embarrass your kids in front of their friends. <laughs> I don't know if that's right or wrong, but it makes me laugh. So, okay. But the perseverance of the Blues. So, here, where, where are we at here? So, the series is tied one game apiece. The Blues go into game three, the first, first game at home for the St. Louis Blues in uh, was 49 years. Is that right? 19. Yeah. So, since 1970 was the last time they had a, a home game in the Stanley Cup Finals. So everybody's supercharged in St. Louis. We're all pumped. We're all motivated. We're like, yes! And they get stomped. I think it was 7-2 to two was the final. Oh, man, oh, man. It was, it was a rough, rough, rough game. The Bruins scored four power play goals on four power plays on four shots. Wow. And a power play for those that are hockey fans, that's when uh, the Blues would take a penalty. And the Bruins would have a man advantage, means they would have five guys. The Blues would only have four guys out there. And um, they, um, they scored. Now, scoring a power play is tough, but to score on four consecutive power plays is insane. And then to score four power play goals on only four shots, that's unheard of. I, I can't imagine that's ever happened before, ever, even in a kid's level of hockey, youth hockey. That's just how insane that is. And it happens at the, the highest level of professional hockey and uh, on the grandest stage, the Stanley Cup Finals. So anyway, Blues are down two games to one. What could they do? They could pack it in. Oh, no. Game four, they come out, and they are roaring, baby. And also for game three, the Blues had one of their um, offensive checking dominant forces. Oscar Sundquist suspended for, it was questionable. They said it was a legal hit to the head. And, uh, I mean, it could have gone either way. 
I understand, player safety. But anyway, he was suspended, so he wasn't playing in that game. Again, they could have fallen back and said, hey, it's not fair, it's not fair. They didn't. They battled through. Anyway, they come out win game four. And then uh, last night, which will be different than when you hear this, they won game five, and now they're one game away from winning the Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup, baby. The Stanley Cup. Unbelievable, which is, well, arguably, it's the hardest trophy in all sports to win because you got to win 16 games in order to win it. you got to win, uh, uh, there's four rounds, first round, second round, the conference finals, and then the Stanley Cup finals. you got to win, they're all f- best four out of seven game series. Hardest trophy in sports to win, and our St. Louis Blues are one game away. So think about that and think about what you can do to persevere in your life. What adversities, what challenges are you facing? Now, I'm saying this, folks, because, man, I'm battling some challenges myself. We all are. We never know the battles that others are facing. That's why, you know, when you you let somebody out in traffic and they don't give you the wave that we're looking for, I'm looking for it too. We all are. Don't get frustrated. Yeah, it's like, gosh darn it, quit being, I'm never letting anybody out again. That's the first thought that pops in your head. That's the first thought that would always pop in my head. Nowadays, I just, here's my trick on that, by the way. When somebody doesn't wave, I wave like crazy to try and get their attention. It's like, oh, maybe I knew that person. I, I, I don't know, but it just makes me feel better. <laughs> so I'm not focused. I'm focused on the positive and not on the negative. Because truthfully, maybe that person is a jerk. I don't know. But maybe, maybe they, they got something going on in their lives that we know nothing about. Maybe their kid's battling an ailment. Maybe they're late for something. Maybe they just got fired from their job. We don't know. We don't know. But don't let, that, don't let that affect you. Be a good person for the sake of being a good person. Don't give a dollar to the homeless hoping that, you know, I'll get 10 bucks back. No, that's all the wrong reasons. Do it for the right reasons. Those little bitty things. Don't just, don't go through the drive through McDonald's because you think this Master Grogan kicking life guy said don't do it. Don't do it for me. Do it for the right reasons. You know you're going to feel horrible after those first couple bites. Don't do it. Another one of my, uh, or Hanshi Kovar, mentor, mentioned him again. He mentioned, nobody ever feels guilty about not eating that second piece of cake. Now, I say that. I was at a wedding not too long ago. I only had one piece of cake. And, oh, my gosh, was that cake fantastic. Oh, gosh darn. So, I say that. Nobody ever feels guilty about not eating the second piece of cake. Ugh. I kind of thought, whew, I sure would have loved another piece of that cake. <laughs> and I think we've all been there and done that. So I don't know. Um, I kind of go back on my words there about uh, what he had said. Nobody feels guilty about not eating that second piece of cake because I sure would have liked a second piece of cake. But I didn't have it. And to be honest, it's because we left. I probably would have had it. But anyway, that's another story. That's another podcast altogether. The essence and the story of this one as we wrap it up, because I want to be respectful of your time is, I'm going to title it Perseverance of, of the St. Louis Blues, <laughs> but I want you to think the perseverance of you, whatever battle you're facing, whatever you, in any area of your life, you've been knocked down, do your best. Start that slow progression. Maybe you're wanting to lose a few pounds. Maybe you're wanting to get better shape. Maybe you're wanting a better relationship with your kids. Maybe you're wanting to start self-educating. You know, that's something I, you hear me talk about a lot. There's no reason on this planet that I should have a podcast. There isn't. Because prior to 2012, I mean, I could talk. I always talked. You know, Richie Talks Too Much was on every report card I can remember. But I didn't know I could read because I chose not to read. But since 2012, baby, 
started surrounding myself with a different group of people, a different influence. And what did I find? They're all self-educating. They're all reading. They're all trying every single day to become a better person. And since that time, I've got closing on 400 books in my Audible account. And my bookshelves are packed. I don't even know. It's probably over. It's got to be over 500 books in there. From a guy who didn't know he could read because he chose not to, to reading, going to conferences, to listening, to uh, the videos on YouTube are all about inspiration, motivation, constantly planting these seeds in my mind, the positive seeds. And now I'm able to share the same thing with you. Maybe it's not your goal to have a podcast. Maybe you don't enjoy talking. I do. <laughs> so this is a good thing for me. But whatever area of your life, there's something out there. There's somebody that's done it before. Follow them on social media. See what they're doing. And make sure they're a good person. You know, and, uh, if, and here's the thing. If you wouldn't want to trade places with, with a person you're following or a person you admire or a person that you, you know, have a respect for, if you wouldn't want to trade lives with them on all levels, not just a financial level, don't follow them, okay? Because they're not the right person for you. They're not leading you in the right path. And by all means, don't take advice from them. You know, if you know that this person over here is, it has no integrity and is corrupt and all these things, don't take advice from them. Because what advice do they have that's going to help you? I would have to say none. All right. Anyway, I'm getting off track again. So here's your homework. Well, share this podcast with others to help, help them because that's how we're helping the world. Subscribe to it. Give us a little shout out. Five-star reviews are always nice. Uh, follow on the Kickin' Life. What is it? Uh, Kickin' Life with Master Grogan on Facebook. Kickin'Life.MasterGrogan on Instagram. And send us some feedback. Let us know how things are going. And here's another thing. I just listened to uh, the Ziggler podcast recently, and they do a little Q&A. So I'm going to strike that up in the, well, we'll probably start that in July. Or one of the podcasts I'll have uh, listed on the Facebook page. And you send in your questions, and we'll do a little question and answer to help, help you. Because I promise, if you've got a question, chances are thousands or millions of others have the same question. So don't be afraid to put those in there. But we'll start that. Uh, we'll, we'll shoot for July to start that. But follow the page so you, can, you know when that starts. All right. Well, that's it, folks. Thank you so very much for listening. Hopefully that was in, inspiring for you, and that empowered you to overcome your challenges and adversity to live your best kick in life. And what is kick in life? Not just a good life, not just a great life, not just a phenomenal life, but it's a kicking life, baby. You are kicking life's butt, kicking, kicking butt and taking names and cashing checks. Uh, somebody told me that the other day, I thought, so I'd throw that in there. There you go. That's kicking life. I love you. God loves you. Please share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise You'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.